Hey everyone, this is Candace from Dadism.com and thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Candace. For those of you who don't know me, I work in the staffing industry and I'm assuming that's most of you that don't know me, uh, but I work in the staffing industry and if there's something that I've learned is it is definitely a unique and interesting space. I mean, you're dealing with people from all walks and talks of life, those that are in the field to those that are working in the cloud. And I don't mean the literal cloud because I don't deal with like aerospace, but I do mean in terms of like IT and technology. And on top of that, I get my fair share of just meeting with individuals from, you know, high up the food chain, the CEOs, the CTOs, and every other thing that starts with the C. So here I am, here you are listening and tuning in to what I've got to say. And one topic that I wanted to address is that of resumes. So before we get too far into this, I guess I should give you a breakdown of Dadism.com. Dadism.com essentially promotes branding, whether it be for small business, mid-sized business that doesn't have a lot of branding to their name, doesn't really know how to produce marketing and branding material. And on top of that, we kind of focus on individuals and from a one-on-one perspective, your personal branding, your resume writing, your interview preparation, and so forth. And the point of it is, everybody can be their own brand. Whenever you market yourself, whenever you apply for a job, whenever you promote your business, you're putting yourself out there. And one thing that I tell individuals when I'm dealing with them on a one-on-one basis is, your resume is your face. So, with that being said, would you go to, would you go to a job interview with your hair undone, not combed, looking like you've rolled out of bed with like some jam stains from the toast that you just ate on your face? Odds are no. Now, working in staffing, that doesn't mean that hasn't happened because I have gotten some emails from some hiring managers that have said, what in the hell have you just sent over to us? This person has horrible interview skills. They came in with pajama pants on, but that's just another story. Definitely another story. But still yet, your resume is your face. It's the one thing that the coordinator who receives your resume on one end or the hiring manager sees. And then from that point on, they're going to determine if whether or not they want to, they want to continue looking at your resume. Now, statistically, they say recruiters generally only look at a resume for about eight seconds. How true that is? Well, pretty true. If I see a resume and it looks like pure shit, guess what? I'm just going to go trash it. I don't want to have to decipher and look at hieroglyphics to determine where you worked and what you did and figure out why you spelled most of everything in your resume wrong. It's one thing to write your resume in the wrong tense. Um, That happens. It's another one. I just have no clue what you do. Long story short, I once had a resume that was sent over to me by this woman. It was three pages and with three pages, it just had a bunch of company names on there. Normally, I would just trash that resume because I don't care to figure out and waste my time figuring out what the hell it means and what it says. But this lady called me. She calls me and she wants me to help her find a job. And I said, well, ma'am, I don't know that I can because I don't even know what you do. Keyword, I have no clue what you do. She's like, what do you mean? It's all written down on my resume. I said, yeah, it's a lot of companies that you work for. But I don't know what you do. I don't know what your skill set is. I don't even know what you're looking to do. Honestly, I'm looking at a lot of words on a piece of paper and I need you to help me out. I really need you to break down this resume. Let me know what your title is, what companies you actually worked for, what duration that you worked at them, 
and then give me at least a brief summary of your overall skills and your, your duties and what you did on a daily basis. Well, that wasn't good enough because she replied, yeah, I can't do that. I said, fine. Well, I can't find you a job. And it's not that I can't find a job, but I'm not going to sit here and invest 10 hours of my work day when I can be making money doing business development or account management or even just recruiting on viable candidates and clients where they're a lot less labor intensive when it comes to getting shit done. So the lady calls back a month later. Why haven't you found me a job? I replied, your resume is still horrible. And this is what you need to do to reformat it. This is what you need to do to actually put yourself out there if you want to work with me or really anybody else I know within the industry because nobody wants to deal with the headache and the burden of trying to reformat a resume for hours on end only for more than likely that person to take that new beautiful resume that was done for free and then give it to another recruiter and have them find them a job and that has happened before so not that I don't like doing resumes but it is like the most time-consuming thing and it would just be great if well, most people just knew like the basics of what the hell to do when it comes to their resume. Most resumes suck. Let's just be, just face it. When people say, I don't know why I can't find a job, there's normally a number of reasons. You're horrible at interviewing. Your resume sucks. Or maybe you're applying to jobs that are 300 days old and nobody in their right mind is actually looking to see if you've applied to it. But then again, two of those are, those are other topics that we'll hit on one day sooner than later. But again, the focus is just on the resume aspect of things. So, your resume. I feel like most people have created a resume or CV, whatever you wanna call it. We all have, all have them, but is it good? Are you filling in enough information to whenever you submit that resume and the job atmosphere and it goes to whomever, whatever client, whatever company, whatever cloud, whatever VMS system is out there, is it gonna be recognized? You know, it's easy to apply for a job, but how often do you get a call back? Hmm? A lot of people always talk about, I applied to 452 jobs in seven months and nobody's given me a call. Well, take a step back and let's go to the basics. Did you even qualify for that job that you applied for? And again, going back, what was your resume like? So, here it is. You got your resume. Maybe if you have access, you can just pull it up real quick and look at yours. Because we're going to go break this shit down. Real quick, real easy. Now, pardon my French. I curse like a sailor. I can't help it. My first word was shit. So, if words like that bother you, well, you probably should go on and just skip on right past me because I do use that word like it is a verb or maybe it is a verb either way your resume you're looking at it the basics spell check if you are using Microsoft Word or some type of word processing tool those little squiggly lines that are in red are telling you something is spelled wrong now let's say you are a developer and you're working on some new technology or whatever it may be and it's called groupy squiggly and I'm just making that up maybe I just use something like Jenkins or Maven. There we go. Well, word processing likely won't recognize that until it's something that is used everywhere and it can say, okay, that's a, a regular tool or word that we're used to seeing. So if you know that 
whatever you're working on is spelled kind of funky and it's going to give you that right squiggly line, then you can ignore it. But the beauty of Microsoft Word and a lot of word processing tools is they look at the tense. They'll say, did you really mean for it to say this way? Do you want it to be in past tense? Do you want it to be in present tense? And you know you just spelled this completely wrong. So instead of senior, senior level, you've now put senior level. So be mindful, read things. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people, a lot of hiring managers are thinking, well, if you couldn't just take the time to just peruse your resume, to edit it, to spell check it, why should I give you the time to even just interview you? Does this speak volumes of what your work is gonna be like? Now it's a different story if you're just networking and you know the hiring manager and you basically have a foot in the door and you can draw a smiley face on a piece of paper and say, hey, here I am, take me, hire me on. But for a great bulk of people, they don't have that luxury or they're just taking the standard approach of just applying and then hoping that something's gonna stick. And for those individuals, if you're gonna apply with the concept of putting yourself out there, why not just do it right the first time around? Now I get it. We can make mistakes, I make mistakes, spell things wrong all the time, but I do try and make a conscious effort to go back and just look and read things out loud, or better yet, I ask people, hey, can you read this for me? Does this sound right? Can I adjust this? Maybe I can use a better word here and there. But I try and make an attempt to make sure that everything that I'm doing and I'm submitting doesn't have a whole lot of error attached to it. Now we're human, errors happen, but at least try. So first, spell check. Make spell check your best friend. Next, font size, standard font, 10 point or 11. Just use that across the board. I see resumes that have about three or four different fonts. You have 11 point, 13 point, 17 point. It's not necessary. Just use one standard with the exception of your name. So your resume should be written out with your name, first and last name. First and last name, not initials, because nobody's just gonna reach out to you and say, hey, a CM there, I found this resume, because it generally seems like you're just baiting, or maybe you're some random competitor that's submitting a job just resume out in the, the open and hoping that you can kind of get maybe your client's information and still their, their thunder. So people generally are gonna be leery about that type of resume. So put your first and last name. And that can be the exception. It can be in like a 14 point font, nobody really cares. Then add your city and your state and your zip code. What most people don't realize is that city, state and zip code is actually imperative. A lot of recruiters, a lot of hiring managers, a lot of HR professionals are looking to see the proximity of where you live from their location. So if you're applying for a job in Dallas, Texas and you send your resume over and it just says, Jay Walker, no place, now this recruiter has to guess that, oh my gosh, this is the most perfect candidate. I'm gonna call Jay and we're gonna have a long conversation and Jay may burst my bubble and say, oh, I live in Florida, but I would move to Dallas if you all had some type of reload package. And now we all have to deal with this again. You gotta start over. Nobody's offering a reload. So sometimes most, not sometimes, most times, people are gonna skip over your resume if they don't really see where you're from or where you're located or if you don't make any mention of relocating to this city within X amount of time, looking to move. So add it in there because proximity can also be the one thing that helps you out so much. If a recruiter comes across your information in your resume and they realize you're not the strongest candidate, but you live the closest, 
odds are it'll be a little more favorable for you because they think, well, they're, you're going to go to work. You should show up on time and you don't have any excuses, especially maybe if you live in an area where there's like a lot of snow and snowstorms and people tend to bail out and say they can't make it. I worked remote for a number of years and whenever it was really cold, I know I personally tried to call off due to the cold weather. It never worked, but I still tried. So those are things to take into consideration. So you've got your first and your last name, your city, your state, and your zip code, your email address. Make it professional. Just use your name if you can. I use my name, Candace Dowd. Easy. Use your name. But something like Lucky Charms 84 loves to blow kisses and uh, shaking booty, whatever. Nobody wants to see that. Odds are they're going to be very leery to respond because you should be able to decipher professionalism from your personal life. Fake it till you make it, as my mom says. Just have a professional email, do whatever you need to do, and then have your phone number on there. Now, some people don't add their phone number on their resume. They'll say, send me a message or an email, and then I'll get back with you, X, Y, Z. But having your phone number on there at least helps recruiters call. Now, a lot of them are not calling as much as they used to. A lot of people tend to text or send email. And if you're not comfortable giving out your personal, your personal phone number, consider maybe a Google number. It's great because you can at least scan it a lot faster. The first thing that comes in is, hey, you have a Google call from Bob. And you can choose if you want to hit one and talk to Bob or two if you just want to cancel that call and be like, whatever, I don't know who you are. But at least they can call you, they can leave you a message, they can send you a text. And that way you don't miss out on opportunity in case their email gets lost in the world of spam. Now, if you're not interested in applying for jobs anymore, just take your take your resume off the job boards. Don't even fish. Just pull that sucker off and that way you're not going to be bothered because that's something I always see. People update their profiles and their resumes on job boards like Monster Career Builder and then they get pissed off and people call them about a job. It's like, well, what do you expect? You look available. So we've got the basics. You got your header down, objective. We know, we know you're looking for a job. Take that time to maybe do a few bullets about your personal summary, your professional summary. What do you do? Have you saved money? What are large projects you've worked on? Are you PMP certified? Are you idle service certified? Or ITIL? I always say that wrong, whatever. Do you have certifications? Is there anything that stands out that makes you the best candidate in comparison to other people that are applying for a job? So instead of doing an objective, hey, I'm Candace, and I'm looking for a job in the staffing industry because I've got five plus years of experience that I can add to any team, I can just say, my background is in staffing with five plus years of experience. I've worked in the realm of telecom and IT and FinTech. Uh, PMP certified, I'm certified in blah, blah, blah. I've helped to save X amount of money over the course of this time. I've made this much money. Anything to kind of like fluff and highlight and sell yourself. And that's one thing you should do. Your resume is not the time to be modest. All right. It's not the time to be like, oh, well, yes, I've accomplished things, but I don't want to put them on my resume because I'm not sure how I'll get judged or what they'll think. Screw that. Put your, those accomplishments on your resume. If you made a big deal, put it on there. If you've worked with a major client that people struggle to get in with and you've done some amazing breakthrough job, put it on there. If you saved a company a shitload of money and because of you, 
Everybody got to go to the Bahamas because y'all are rolling in dough. Put it on your resume. These are things that you should not be ashamed to add to your resume. These are accomplishments. And people actually want to see them. It's not a humble brag, but it shows that here it is. You're going to work. You're doing big things. You're getting shit done. And people want to see that you are somebody that's going to come in and be the solution to whatever their problem is. People aren't just hiring you because they want to see a pretty face, that they want to see this good looking man walk through the door, or because you just know about Android development. They want to know that you are the solution to their problem. Other than that, we would just have people sitting at desk and doing absolutely nothing. So be the solution. Sell yourself as the solution. You know, go into a company and just say, this is the reason why I'm great, but also make sure that is added on your resume as well. Sell yourself. And people say, oh, I can't sell anything, please. We sell things all the time. And I'm pretty sure if you were given a book and told to go sell it to a library, you could do it. So just consider yourself as being the, the prime object that people want and let people know why you're amazing. So as you break down your resume, make sure you've got the company you've worked for, your actual job description below it, and the dates that you've worked. If you're no longer there, update the dates. People are gonna look and see if it's overlapping or if the times don't make sense because sometimes it looks like a person is working at three different places at one time. And sometimes those three places can be a conflict of interest or some type of weird non-compete. And then people question it or because they don't wanna take the time to figure out what the hell you've done on your resume, they'll ignore it. So make sure your dates are up to date. If you worked with any clients that you can put on your resume, put it on there. If there's an issue of a non-compete or security, you can list it as confidential and there's nothing wrong with that. If you've taken a little bit of time off or you've been unemployed and you decided that you wanted to travel the world, just place in there that you've been on a sabbatical. And generally, nobody is going to question that because oftentimes people are afraid to, to even dig in and figure out what the hell your sabbatical was about. Were you on a mission trip? Were you taking care of family? Most people generally will respect a sabbatical if you've had a significant amount of time off or any type of gap that may be questionable. So always keep that in mind, the sabbatical. Next, as you're listing your jobs, I generally tend to say, have your resume reflect about 10 years of experience. I've seen some resumes with work histories that go back to like 1966. And that's a bit much, unless you're applying for some job that Actually, there's no job that requires showing 40, 50 years of work experience. Just stick to about 10 years of work experience if you have it. And if you don't have the work experience that you have, but make sure you're adding at least three or four good bullets that pertain to your work history or your overall experience as it pertains to what you've done. Now, some people are like, I don't really know what I did. Well, go online, find your job online. You can go on glassdoor.com or indeed.com or just the company website and generally find your job description. And guess what? Copy and paste that information and apply it to yourself. Whatever you've done, apply it. Now you may look at it and say, well, I did more than that. Well, go find your boss's job description and see what you did from that and apply it to your resume. And that's one of the fastest ways to just figure out what the heck you did and word it in such a way where it's articulated already for you and it's, it's easy to copy and paste. Just make sure you're not lying because if you are, they'll find out. We have ways. So there you go. Adding bullets 
three to four minimum per job description. And if you've got a long, lengthy tenure of work experience, keep it to about 10 years of experience. But if you're going to a very high level role, if you're C-level, you're an executive, keep in mind that people want to see more of your work history and what you've done. On the same note, also be mindful that people are looking at age. And in a time, especially in the U.S., where you're not supposed to have age discrimination, I hate to say it, people do it all the time. So I always suggest that your move, you know, cap it to about 15 years of experience. And if somebody comes back and says, well, I want to see more, then you can provide a more in-depth or longer resume. So going into age discrimination, dun, dun, dun. Well, remove your years from your education. People, unless you're fresh out of school, or you're relatively fresh when it comes to working and you're maybe like five years into it, you can add high school on there, but still, still yet, remove the years. Nobody needs to know when you graduated from high school or college or when you got your MBA because what happens is there is somebody, some idiot on the other end that's calculating how old they think you are and trying to determine whether or not they think you're a good fit for their company culture. They don't know you from the next person. But because you're 48, they're going to calculate and say, you know what? I'm not sure this person is going to be cool enough to hang with us. And so therefore, they're too old. No. You get there, you shine, and who cares how old you are? But I try to make sure that there's no reason for people to discriminate beforehand. Um, just so you can have that opportunity to, to sell yourself again as that solution. So these are just a few tips that I let people know about their resume. Make sure your shit's spelled correctly. Make sure it looks good. Have a set bullet, line everything up correctly. If you don't know how to do it, guess what? Google, make it your best friend, make Bing your best friend, make Yahoo your best friend, and ask it questions. Hey, how do I line this resume up? How do I line up my bullets? And guess what, you're gonna get an answer. You're probably gonna get like 1,722 responses immediately, no matter what along with tutorials on, on YouTube. So make an attempt to make sure your resume looks good, put your best foot forward, and know that you are the solution to whatever that company's problem is. So thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Candace from Dabism.com. Come back, check me out, and feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I am Candace Velez Dowd, or you can see my post on Dowdism.com, and I will see you all, or hear you all, on the flip side. Have a good one.